Hey, welcome everybody to How to Be a Texan. How are we doing? Woo! Let's blow the top off of this thing. What's up? Wow! Hey, how are (laughs) y'all? Okay, today I'm playing the role of Andrew on the intro. That's usually what Andrew does. (laughs) And and then my dad usually goes, wow! So today we're talking about getting a concealed handgun license. Is that right? No, we're not. Oh, that is so non-PC. <laughs> very no, it's very PC. That's just what we were talking it's about. It's not PC if you do it without a license, but if you have a license, you're, that's PC. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay, no, no. Today we're talking about something totally different. We're talking about bird watching <laughs> in a beautiful Chihuahuan desert. Nice, isn't that beautiful? Where's Chihuahua? Is that Mexico? Oh, well, it's, it's on the border between Texas and Mexico, down in the Big Bend. Oh. Now, that's, there. A, now that's a clock, right? And no. I didn't know that that was no, in Texas. No, the Big Bend is a literally a giant bend in the Rio Grande River. No, it's that clock tower in London. It's London. Well, it and I'm be. And I'm failing to understand the Texas reference. Yeah. Wait a second. I've been researching the Big Bend clock tower in London. Well, that would be how to be a Londononian. And wondering what this had to do with Texas. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. So, hey, today we wanted to talk about <laughs> This whole big... thing's weird. We just need to start this episode over. No, nah, that's a good intro. We've already so, gone from concealed handguns to bird watching to London to bird watching is Rio legit. Green. I'm on I'm on task. I'm in scope. Okay. All I've right. got a few friends that are really into bird watching. I'm I'm totally in scope. Hey, so some of, my, some of my closest friends are bird watchers. I mean, name one. Huh? <laughs> Cocker Patrick. Apparently. I'm not a bird watcher unless it's a rabid hawk, and then I kill it. Which is actually to- though, a couple of my closest friends are bird watchers. Really? Yeah. Austin Lee and Tyler Berger. Oh, Megan's husband. Well. Can we conference him in? Yeah, I'll call, I'll call him up. Okay. Yeah. It's not all about bird watching. I'm just oh, saying. Okay. Now, Big Bend is this massive, massive national park that sits down in South Texas. Have, and and so let me just ask: Have you ever been to Big Bend? Never. Right. Not to the not to the national park. Are no. you interested at all in Big Bend? I would love to go to Big Bend. Me too. I've talked about it for years. Me too. I'll probably talk about it till the day I die. <laughs> I, it's it's on the bucket list for me, and I'll I'll admit I have not been there either. But it's a shame if we are talking about how to be a Texan and we don't say great things about Big Ben and how many hundreds of thousands of people have been there and enjoyed it. Right? Now, we did talk about on the Weirdest Places episode, uh, Marfa. I think Marfa's yeah. kind of close to Big it, Ben. It's close, but it's it's not necessarily in the it's Chihuahua the Desert. No, yeah. no. So, the interesting thing is is that uh, Big Ben is, is this massive, massive national park and it is uh, approximately 831,000 acres. It is bigger in its entirety than the state of Delaware. Did you know that? Delaware. Wow. Delaware. Wow. You could throw Delaware in the middle of it, and Big Ben just swallows it right up. That's amazing. You know how many people die in Big Ben per year? How many? I don't know, but I bet it's a few. How many people die in Delaware? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm Do a lot of people sure. die in Big Ben? Uh, I think so. I think hiking and dehydration and getting lost and all that. I think so. So dark. Well, I do think it's a real. It's a real thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like if you that. don't know where you're going, you think you can get lost in eight hundred thirty-one thousand acres or a hundred and sixty plus miles of the Rio Grande River. The Rio Grande goes one hundred sixty miles through that place. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? That's crazy. And so it spans across Texas and Mexico. So you know, there's no wall there. 
And so you've got border patrol all over the place that are viewing that through drones and through cameras and whatnot. But they can't see it I will build all. a great, great wall. That's a big wall to well, go well, through, you Big had Ben. To inject politics into I'm, it. I'm, I'm, in, I'm injecting geography. I'm, I'm just injecting geography. Right now, you've got a... You've got you the, were complaining that there's not a wall. I there. didn't say it was a complaint. I'm saying it's a, it's a massive... I'm, I'm triggered right now. Go ahead. Go for it, dude. Bring it on. Point your finger at me. Bring it, because I'm ready. You have such an edge to you. <laughs> Bring it on. I don't point my finger, because that's do. rude. Boy, I do. I do. But I tell you what, what kind of, what, kind of, what kind of animals do you think are in Big Ben? Oh. Just birds? Do you think it's just birds? Probably a lot of snakes. You think the chupacabras down there? I think so, yeah. How many predators I that we talked about? It. I, I think the chupacabra's down there. But how many predators are down there? What kind of predators uh, do you At least think? five or six. Okay, start naming them. <laughs> start naming them. Uh, I would say probably coyotes are down there. Yeah. What do you have, think? I'd have, say one or two snakes. We have tons of snakes, and that's and that's in rattler territory. Yeah. Right? But then we also have black bear down there. Really? We have mountain I would lions. not have thought about that. No, we got mountain lions down there. We got bobcats. Uh, and those are the big predators, and then you get the smaller predators that are always around. No Birds coyotes of prey. Oh, yeah, you got coyotes. Coyotes. Everywhere. Okay. Now, what's not known is if we've got any natural wolves down there. So I don't think we have any wolves, but we definitely have coyotes, bobcats, mountain lions, and bears. I didn't realize there would be bears. I there? just picture the whole thing as desert, but it's probably not all desert, is it? No. No, there are more bears in West Texas than you would think. Yeah. Now, it's nothing like up in Wyoming and Montana and up through Canada and Alaska. Nothing like that. Or over in, uh, all up along the Rockies, but really they have migrated down to the Big Bend because there's a lot of game down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's hundreds of thousands of, uh, you know, of just natural acres that Chihuahuan desert. Now, you think of a desert, and you think, my gosh, why would I ever go to the Big Bend National Park because it's just desert? Why would you ever go to a desert for a vacation? Well, is it all desert? I don't know. No, it, it is and it's not. So it's the yeah. Chihuahuan Desert, but the beauty of it is the way God built it is the, the Rio Grande River just runs right through it all. And that's kind of the saving grace, but it has these amazing natural features to it. So when you look at the photo gallery of the natural features, you have these magnificent canyons that are up to like 1,400 feet tall. Yeah. So a lot of th- a lot of people just go for kayaking or canoeing down the Rio Grande, those 160 miles of the Rio Grande. Do you say Rio Grande or Rio Grande? I say Rio Grande. You do? Grande. Grande? Grandy? Grandy. Grande. Like, Grand, like Grandy's chicken? Grand. <laughs> I say Rio Grande. Yeah, or Rio Grande. I think Rio Grande is probably I just, what I say I the just most. caught you off with I that. I just say it's Big great. River. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. But no, the desert's beautiful. I, I had to take some kind of um, Southwestern literature class. Right. I think it was in undergrad, and I had to read all this literature from... Um, like Native American stories and all this other stuff. And really? a lot of it was about the deserts out in Arizona, New Mexico, and they would just describe these beautiful, you know, landscapes and right. it was Native American literature, so it was all about how they were connected with 
you know, the earth and all this stuff. It's really cool. So I think the desert can be really, really, really beautiful. Well, I think this part of the desert certainly can be beautiful. Yeah. Now, if you go out to the Arizona desert, now that may be different. I, I think that's a different kind of uh, beautiful. But the Big Bend Desert in its in particular. So what kind of things do you think you would do? It, so the Big Bend is a real destination spot for tourists. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to go look at, at the Big Bend, and you're going to go spend a spring break there, a week in the summer, a couple of weeks, uh, and you take your camper out, and there's plenty of camping opportunities. But what exactly do you think you would do? You and the, the Holder family, if y'all went out to Big Bend, what would y'all do? We would do definitely some scenic. They have like scenic drives that you can do. Right. And our family loves that kind of thing. Yep. So we'd definitely do that, take right. some drives. When I was a little more into cycling, I really wanted to go down there and, and do some biking. I'd love oh, yeah. to do that. In fact, I'd yeah. love to kind of train up and do that. That would be so cool. I think that'd be really cool. So that's road um, biking. I think they've got a ton of mountain biking. I'm sure they have a amazing. lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Do they have any swimming in that river? Yeah, big old river. Actually, they have some natural hot springs that are offshoots of the Rio Grande, and it's pretty amazing. It's a huge tourist attraction. So that after you hike all day, or you ride your bikes or whatever, or bird watch all day, and you're you're famished, you just go jump in the hot springs and just restore your energy. They have. They have. uh, I mean, other things you can do. They have like park rangers that'll take you on a tour of certain areas. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be very educational. Right. And then I didn't realize they would have this, but this says that they have uh, fossils where you can go like discover fossils. Oh, yeah. So that'd be yeah. kind of cool. Like of other humans or? Probably not. No. Probably, probably, like, just a, probably like a snail. It's, really <laughs> it's so boring. It's really dark. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, I mean. No, I agree. I'm so. sure there was some kind of prehistoric ocean over that part of texas too right you know, so but there's all kinds like of really find cool. a t-rex or something yeah t-rexes all that kind of stuff that'd be cool yeah. a velociraptor what's yeah. your favorite kind of dinosaur you know i think it's i think it's those raptors oh yeah 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 because they're so fast and nimble and if you think if you versus a velociraptor had to like scrap yeah how do you think you'd do oh i'd totally win yeah. you would oh there's no doubt right? <laughs> 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 Just check it. So going no, back, probably not that, but I could take the T Rex because he's got those little <laughs> tiny arms. little tiny arms he can't reach. You I just... had a big dinner the other night. I was at some conference and I I, I thought about doing T Rex arms at the end of the dinner because yeah. anyway because you I, couldn't reach the salt and pepper. I or can't. Something. No, I can't reach the ticket whenever the oh, ticket. Oh, the ticket. Okay. That's when you get T Rex arms right, and nobody right. wants to get the ticket and you wait for somebody else to get the ticket. That makes sense. Yeah, but I everybody else had greater T Rex arms than me, yeah, so I so ended you up. Just... You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. So anyway, some of the activities uh, are hiking, bird watching, river rafting, kayaking, stargazing, and birding. Those are kind of the key activities that you want to go. And this is one of the greatest destinations. So if you do come or you already live in Texas, then Big Bend is by far one of the great. Now, I'll say, ashamedly, uh, Kevin and I, neither one of us have been there yet, but it's on the bucket list and we're totally going to do it. So it's going to be amazing, right? We're going to do this thing. I'd love to do it. Yeah, okay, so we'll do it sometime. Love to do it. At least that's my hope. I think I I just want to get one. Our buddy Brandon's got one of these cool little itty-bitty tight little campers, and that'd be fun to just take that down and just kind of, you know, be one with the earth and all that. You good with that? 
get sweaty in a camper. I, I would I would be glamping in Marfa and then yeah. just drive into Big Ben for the day. I think the older I get, the what more glamping. I think the more glamping I like. Yeah. So I'm more on Kid, the Kidder's on board with the glamping. I'm more on board with getting those like campers with the big pop outs, you know, that yeah. have the satellite TVs. See, and, my fear is that if I do that once, I'm just gonna get all obsessed with it and no. end up just going You going in deep on campers. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to hope you. I'm trying to lead you that direction because right. I need to learn from your, right. you know, your learning. Obsessed with it. That'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. Now I will say there's there's a few there's this article that talks about the ten reasons to go, and let me just give you some of those. One, there's a music festival. Have you ever heard of the, of the Big Ben Music Festival? Yep. Okay, I don't know anything about that, but it sounds cool. So if you're into music, you want to go hear some great bands play, go down there and then enjoy all the wonder of Big Ben so you can go explore and then come back and listen to great music. I think that sounds great. Sounds like Texas Burning Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so, Andrew. Where everybody's running around. Pro- probably not as crazy as Burning Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't... But a music festival in the desert. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then number two is the Terlingua Ghost Town. Have you ever heard Ooh, of that? Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds cool. I'd like to see that. Sounds cool. And then uh, just to see the Chihuahuan Desert Wildlife. Now, what we talked about were the uh, predators. What we didn't talk about is the rest of it. So there's always cute little cuddly stuff like the little chipmunks and the squirrels and the whatever that you're going to see. The deer, there's a ton of that. And that's uh, you're going to see both kind of deer. You're going to see uh, whitetail and um, mule deer. Uh, and it's fun to see the deer. As a hunter, it's a big deal to see mule deer because I'm so used to seeing whitetail, which is fun. Then you've got number activity number four is what you talked about, the desert road bicycling. <laughs> um, and then uh, the driving, like the fifth activity, is outer loop trail, all these troops. And then you get to the big hikes, and in particular, there's this one called the Santa Elena Canyon, and that's the traditional hike that everybody wants to do because you see these easily identifiable uh, things like the mule ears. There's this one formation of the mule ears, and then the culmination of that hike ends with these naturally laid stones that everybody, they're iconic. So mm-hmm. I'm sure when you look at kind of key photos of what Big Ben looks like, the Mueller's is one, but there's this other one where these stones, it's just like, you know, a, a, I don't know, a thousand meter person just started like playing Legos with rocks and put them in these crazy formations. And that's what you see at the end of the Santa Elena Canyon Trail. And it's the tallest, uh, the tallest cliffs in the, you know, along that river. Right. Up to 1500 feet. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. looks amazing. And then on that 160 miles of the uh, Rio Grande, uh, there's all these tours, uh, the river tours that you can do, whether it's in boat, uh, kayak, or canoe. And then there's the Hot Springs Historic District. There's the stargazing, uh, which has got to be amazing. We talked about on... Uh, when we we're talking about Marfa, about mm-hmm. you know the Northern Lights, it's not the Northern Lights, is it? It's, it's the Marfa the, the Lights. Marfa Lights. Yeah. Um, and then I think the stargazing out there has got to be amazing, and then just the hiking. So, uh, yeah. So, who do you think lived there before uh, us Texans? I would just guess the Chisos Indians, maybe the Apaches, the Comanches. You gotta be kidding! You're totally reading the notes, huh? No, read the notes. That's off the top of my head. Chisos Indians. 
<laughs> I can look at the notes occasionally. So Come on. Chief, so apparently, before the Texans, the frontier uh, settled in Texas, the Chisos and the Jumano Indians lived there apparently for centuries. But they were no match for the Comanches. Remember the horse warriors that came along? The Comanches yep. just – these were the more – farming uh indian tribes that came through and then once the comanches came along the apaches traditionally didn't mess with them they would come and raid on occasion but they didn't like move them out the chisos and the jimano indian indians the comanches were far more brutal they came in wiped them out or ingrained them into their own tribe took them over and kept moving and followed the buffalo path so the Apaches really kind of raided, but left them alone. But they li- they lived all throughout. You remember what we talked about? The Apache territory was really that South Texas, all through Big Bend and the Chihuahua Desert, moving all up through Colorado and New Mexico, and then the lower uh, Rocky Mountains. You remember that? I was talking mm-hmm. about the Apaches, and then the Comanches. They really roamed a huge swath down from Big Bend and the Chihuahua Desert up through the Middle West. So what's the Comanche Trail? The Comanche Trail is that Midwest, and it really follows the Buffalo Trail. Okay. So the Buffalo, much like the geese, would yeah, they would come south for the winter and then north for the summer, and that was all their grazing grounds. And so the Comanches kind of the Comanches followed protected that. that, but they kept others out of it so they the, could have all the buffalo. They or? were just far more brutal. Yeah. They, they would come in instead of like just kind of being, "Hey, what's up?" And you know, I'm glad you guys are farming and having good. They would just come and wipe them out. Yeah. Or or get all the women and children and bring them in so that it would increase their flock. Yeah. And the men were done. So Interesting. Kind of bad. So, yeah. So And then I've just got some pictures. I, I tell you, if you guys – I know it's like a podcast, but you can't look at pictures. But <laughs> the pictures are crazy of some of these vistas that you can look at. Uh, so I would encourage you, if you can, uh, just take a, a quick gander at some of the pictures of how beautiful – uh, Big Ben and just raw it is. I, I, you remember me telling you I got to go to Alaska as a young man uh, in my 20s. I got to go there three years in a row, and it was amazing. And the one thing that I saw in Alaska was just this pristine, untouched by human vista that was breathtaking. So as you fly into Anchorage for going into Alaska, you see these just unbelievable sights of Mount McKinley and just just raw, rugged land, just beautiful. Big Bend is exactly that. It is exactly the way God built it whenever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just raw and rugged. And that's when, you know, I'm kidding that I'm saying people die there, but they've got to. I mean, it is raw and rugged. And if you don't know what you're doing, you are actually going to get swallowed up. So if you do go there, please know what you're doing. Please know, have a guide or know exactly where you're going to come in and out. And don't count on cell service to save your bacon by Google or Waze or whatever telling you, oh, by the way, you're six miles off the track. You are done. You know, and then a rattlesnake or chupacabra is basically going to eat your eyeballs out. So I guess I'm in, just saying. I guess in the it ni- could happen. Yeah, I guess in the 1930s is when they first Texas established it back in the 30s. Okay, and it was only 160,000 acres. Yeah, and then they eventually expanded it to about 700,000. Was that part of the New Deal, or is that just FDR just doing more Not, and more national parks? I think eventually it was, but in the 30s, this was just in Texas. It wasn't a federal thing yet. Okay, so Texas had kind of created a small, and then they eventually. Uh, in 1944, Roosevelt established Big Ben as a national, you know, federal uh, state park. Wow! And Congress signed the act, so I think it it may have been 
you know, kind of part of the New Deal stuff that was going on. And then it was designated as an international biosphere reserve in 1976. That sounds fantastic. You think aliens land there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, that's why Marfa's so weird. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> but hey, I you know I'm not going to claim to be an, an expert on this because I've never been there. It's one of those things that I want. Well, go to. I am a self-proclaimed expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just right. kidding. Right. I well, proclaim. I proclaim that I am an expert. Well, it's one of those things where I can see. Uh, I've got plenty of friends that that's what they do, and when they want to like get off the grid, when they want to really just enjoy kind of what God's given us, and just again kind of unplug and get off the grid, this is a great place to go. So I, you know, I looked at, at going there over spring break, and you know, it's just booked. All the sites are booked. All their little hotels are booked. All their, um, and so when you look at the visitation over the years, it's just continued to go up and up and up. So you can just see, going back to my theory of people are desperate to get off of their devices, uh, even though they don't know it, this is one of those areas where you can go and truly unplug and just get out, get unplugged, be with your family or your friends or your loved ones or whatever, and just go see stuff and just be, you know, in in God's green earth. And the weather's good year-round. I mean, like this time of the year, it's uh, averaging in the 70s. Yeah. It's really nice. And then even in the summer... You know, it'll get up to like the high 90s, but that's not brutal. Yeah, and the one thing I was reading about the predators, or even the the wildlife in general, is they say that all the activity is done at night. You know, because it is brutal in the summer. It can that hot. You know, it's very very hot, and so most of the activity is done at night. So, just if you do go, just be careful, stay well hydrated, and uh, make sure other people know where you're going, all that kind of stuff. Cause if you truly go off the grid, if you get your mountain bike and just go crazy and try to tent it or whatever, you know, just be careful. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Big Ben, uh, any ranch updates? What's going on on the ranch? You getting all ready for your spring crops or anything like that? Not yet. No. Mm. Chickens are doing good. Horses doing good. Horses broke into the barn the other night and ate a whole bag and a half of horse feed so oh, that, that was fun that happened to me Maybill and Alice broke into the barn the other day and they they ate probably three bales of hay <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it was so, so obnoxious but one big announcement for me is that um my back my neighbors to the back Kathy and Patrick they somehow negotiated this deal across the street with these brothers who own you know a couple hundred acres across from us you know I'm pretty landlocked on my place with just five acres but I've always wanted more cows and so they've negotiated this deal where I think we're going to get it for four years and we're going to be able to put some more cows over there. And so I'm going to be able to get some more, some oh, more heifers. How, so, how, how much land? Uh, it's about a hundred acres. Oh yeah. yeah. Put a lot so they there. want, they want around 10 or so cows at least over there. And then we'll split that basically between us and them. So, which will be super fun. Oh, very cool for me. So, and I'm hoping that's kind of a bullless area. You know, we just kind of keep growing heifers over there and introduce the bull at the appropriate time. Now you got to get some horses back so you can go get the cows. Well, that's possible. Maybe I can go get my horse named Legend that I've always wanted. I've always wanted a great big dark brown horse named Legend. <laughs> just because I think it sounds cool. <laughs> Wear my cowboy hat and just ride around and chase, you know, bulls and stuff. Get you a felt hat. I will. Yeah. Totally will. So, but anyway, and then I'm about to like, put my certificate in for my new chickens you know amy gave me for christmas my my yeah. chicken certificate so they have some now i don't know i gotta go check but i'm ready for new chickens because my chickens are just 
they're I'd say they're laying an egg, but they're not laying an egg. They're making me mad because all this rain and cold and whatever that we're having. Dude, ours are laying like crazy. Kendra, so there's good. like a hundred eggs out there. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Well, I don't know why yours are not. I think mine are kind of at the, the the ebbing stage of their laying days. Pretty old. My eight ladies are more in their mature years. Yeah. And they're just slowing down. Maybe I would just let them out and let the dogs eat them all. Well, you, you never had a hocknado to balance out the flock. But I got so. four dogs, and all I got to do is let them out one day, and they'll all be you know chewed up. That's terrible. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Anyway. Shout out to PETA. Yeah, yeah. shout out to yeah. PETA. So, hey, well, thanks for listening to our episode on Big Ben. Um, I, I encourage you. I know I'm encouraged to go and see it and hike, and I, I'm scared to death. Did I tell you? Did I ever tell you about the last time I did went mountain biking? I don't know. Yeah, so a buddy of mine in Baton Rouge, she said, hey, Kyle, come with me, and we're going to go. And we'd gone a few times. And um, the last time I went, I crashed five times. And the very last time, I hit this sand pit on this way down, and I did a Superman over the handlebars. Yeah. And that's the last time I went mountain biking. Okay. Because I'm just like, I'm too old for this yeah. stuff. I'm not doing Superman over the handlebars. So are you saying you want to do this in Big Bend, or you don't? If it's a gentle, nice, sweet little trail. <laughs> but no, I don't think so. I think I'd just rather walk. But it is handy having a bike with you, though. You know? Yeah. That's handy. Yeah. You just really make some time. Right, right, right. You hit a rattlesnake, you just keep going. Right, right, right. Anyhow. It's just funny. I crashed five times into the Superman, but uh, yeah. maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it out in Big Ben. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Well, hey, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a great week. All right. Look us up on iTunes. Give us a review. Adios. Bye. See you.